Hello, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. Tonight I will be reading from the book Imagine Heaven by John Burke, forward by Don Piper. Near death experiences, God's promises, and the exhilarating future that awaits you. Enhanced vision. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. Obviously, God's sight is not limited like ours. Not that we will have God's omniscient ability to see all and ever and be ever present, but the Apostle John, in seeing heaven's visions, describes a lot of fine detail he couldn't possibly have seen clearly from up on a high mountain without enhanced vision. Dr. Long notes that 66% of near-death experiencers he surveyed describe vision as a heightened, unworldly brightness, clarity, and vividness. Some described a 360-degree vision, others the ability to telescope to long distances and see things from far away up close. Moody interviewed a woman who had observed her car accident from above her body. She described taking notice of the people scurrying about the scene of the accident, including the ambulance that had arrived. Each time she looked at a person and wondered what that person was thinking, it was like a zoom up, exactly like through a zoom lens. And I was there, she explained. From this vantage point, she recalled feeling able to witness anything happening in any part of the world if she had desired to do so. Others speak of a 360 degree vision like Dale Black mentions in his last chapter, but not just 360 degrees in a circle, a spherical vision up, down, all around simultaneously. Ray, a kid doing judo moves with a friend on the playground, got thrown down, hit his head hard against the ground, and he left his body. I still had a body, but it was entirely different. I could see in the three dimensions as if I had no body at all. I could see all directions at once, yet there were no directions or dimensions as we think of them. Imagine both the ability to see all around us or to focus in on one thing that we experience now. Leonard had a heart attack. He described his vision as he watched the frantic efforts to resuscitate him. First, I had a 360 degree vision. I could see above, below, on my right side, on my left, behind. I could see everywhere at the same time. Secondly, I could zoom on a particular point. Also, I traveled at the speed of thought. I just needed to think about a place or somebody and I was instantly there. I could go there through walls. I went through matter and it was very exciting. Leonard also got a special color commentary on his surgery by God himself. On the other side, communication is done via telepathy, thought transfer. I must tell you that God has a fantastic sense of humor. I never laughed so much in my life. Most near-death experiencers talk of a clarity and visual acuity, a light and a brightness that they somehow knew would not be possible on earth. 
Dr. Richard Eby noticed the light in heaven would blind our natural eyes immediately. He is the son of heaven. With spiritual eyes, I could see anywhere and through anything. It seemed that my vision had been extremely enhanced, Del Black recalls. How otherwise could I see the colors I was seeing or the light? that was in everything. It was something like being in a 3D movie and then putting on 3D glasses. Suddenly everything has more dimensions, more richness, but that is an understatement. Multiply that by 10,000 and it would be like what I was experiencing. With this new expanded vision, some near-death experiencers say God has a treat for the eyes in store for us. Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard. All that God has prepared for those who love him. Heaven's Light Show. Colton Burpo had told his dad he stayed with Pop, Todd's deceased grandfather in heaven. Todd decided to test his four-year-old son. After all, a four-year-old claiming he visited heaven has never read the book of Revelation. So Todd asked him what he and Pop did when it got dark and he went home with Pop. Colton frowned at him. It doesn't get dark in heaven, Dad. Who told you that? What do you mean it doesn't get dark? God and Jesus light up the heaven. It never gets dark. It's always bright. Todd was shocked. Colton passed the test. The book of Revelation tells us the city does not need the sun nor the moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb Jesus is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light. Most all who see heaven's beauty mention this new light, which far exceeds anything we can comprehend. Our sun is but a dim, very limited spectrum of color of light visible in heaven. And combined with a new expanded sense of light, the light brings everything alive in a whole new dimension. Dean Braxton recalls the most gorgeous sky ever seen here on earth cannot even come close to the atmosphere in heaven. It is bright because of the glory of God. The atmosphere is something you experience not just see. It is golden, yellow, white, and more colors moving throughout it like the aurora lights. I have a picture on my phone of the most gorgeous tropical sunset I could ever imagine. Yet compared to the extravagant brilliance of heaven's skies, I imagine it would feel bland. And unlike earth, heaven's colors appear to be alive and chanting, even adjusting to the viewer's sight. Dale Black mentioned experiencing the atmosphere of heaven. The colors seemed to be alive dancing in the air. I had never seen so many colors. It was breathtaking to watch and I could have spent forever just doing that. Our earthly eyes cannot see ultraviolet or infrared colors that make up our sun spectrum. Apparently, God's light contains an exquisite palette of thousands more colors internally lighting everything. And the light is palpable, infused with the love of joy, the love and joy of God. I saw the most dazzling colors, which was all the more surprising because I'm colorblind. A Dutch patient in Dr. Pim Van Lommel's study recalls, I can distinguish the primary colors, 
but pastels all look the same to me. But suddenly I could see all of them, all kinds of different shades. Don't ask me to name them because I lack the necessary experience for that. Mar found himself captivated as the atmosphere projected a heavenly light show displayed on the most brilliant shades of the deep blue sky as the backdrop. The sky in which I flew to heaven and the firmament surrounding the heavens were a wilder and bluer yonder than you would ever believe. The closest shade I can associate this otherworldly blue with is the surreal tones of the water in the Caribbean or off the coast of Hawaii at sunset. That color is waiting for you and me on the other side. The colors and lights in heaven were simply sublime. They were the deepest, richest, most glorious, lush colors I had ever seen. And some I had never seen before. Heaven is a dream come true for those who love all things colorful and are home there is lit by the Father of Lights. There were robust and bold and vigorous beams that were somehow gentle to my eyes. I simply don't think those colors and lights existed on earth. The white in heaven was, forgive me, like none other I can compare. From a brilliant white to an opal stone to a milk glass moon color, the white shades clustered in the sky like a huge bridal bouquet. The colors in heaven would meld from whites into blues and reds and purples and greens. The multiple colors would change and shift and move constantly, twirling and twisting and floating shape-shifting in a way that fixated and enthralled me. The closest I can come to describing what that light show was like is probably the aurora or the northern lights. Then again, if I compare the light show in Alaska to the light shown in heaven, it's not even close. Even just the light show was utterly transfixing. What about sleep? This morning, I had the privilege of hitting snooze five times. It's Labor Day, the day we can rest and celebrate our labors in America. As I enjoyed sleeping in my twilight of consciousness, I thanked God for the gift of sleep. Then I thought, but we won't sleep in heaven, will we? How can we sleep if it's never dark? Then I started considering why we need sleep. In our infinite world, our energy gets depleted and rest restores us under the curse of the knowledge of evil, a world going against God's ways. Sleep is God's gift to give us a respite from the trials, the strivings, and the sufferings. In heaven, we enter God's rest, so we no longer need sleep, because we enter a rest that's alive and full of endless energy flowing from the connection to the source. So God's rest is there for people to enter. For those who first heard this good news, failed to enter because they disobeyed God. God set another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. God announced this through David much later. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. So there's a special rest still waiting for for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors. As we will see, this rest comes from an eternal peace through connection with God. Imagine that in heaven, 
We will forever be at rest in our being. We will not need to sleep, but don't worry, you won't miss it. I imagine it will feel like when we were young and fought sleep because life was too exciting. It will be a restfulness that's full of energy, excitement, adventure, projects that aren't laborious, and a peace that changes everything. All the strife, struggle, conflict we escape through sleep will be gone for good. In the 7th century BCE, the prophet Isaiah was given a vision of the life to come. When the old Jerusalem and all the endless conflict of the Middle East will finally come to an end under the peaceful rule of God. No longer will violence be heard in your land nor ruin or destruction within your borders. But you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. The sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you. For the Lord will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory and your days of sorrow will end. Praise the Lord for that one, Isaiah 60. Imagine that day when time no longer stands as the enemy neither magnifying our suffering or delaying our satisfaction. But peace becomes a constant companion and time becomes a friend. When time is a friend, what will time be like in heaven? Scripture tells us that God's time is exactly what Eben Alexander claimed to experience. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. This is what I I hate. (laughs) With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day, 2 Peter. Other near-death experiencers experience what felt like timelessness, and to others it felt like time, but in another dimension. Those near-death experiencers describe time in various terms. Here are a few. It seems as though I experienced so much in such a small length of earthly time. Both time and space and earth stop completely. Simultaneously, the time and the space on the other side was completely alive, evident, and real. Yes, while I was in the light, I had no sense of time as I know it here on earth. In other words, no sense of the serial nature of time, past, present, or future. All times past, present, and future were experienced at every moment in time while I was in the light. Some describe it as timeless. Others note that there is a sense of time, but not in the same one-dimensional way we experience it on earth. And we see this indicated in scripture as well, that time in heaven does not equate with our linear time, yet time can be experienced in heaven. John noticed time in heaven when he opened the seventh seal. There was a silence in heaven for about half an hour. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, hearing 12 crops of fruit yielding its fruit every month. So, even though a day in heaven may be like a thousand earthly years, there still seems to be the ability to experience some measure of time. Three people even spoke of a different kind of day and night they observed. I did not hear many others say this, but I mention it because it seems to accord with scripture. Heaven is a very interesting place. 
There's nothing monotonous, including the passage of time. On earth, the clock ticks. You know the sun goes over the horizon and you sense the passing of time. You don't sense the passing of time in heaven, but there are different periods of time. There's a time when the sky is bright and they call day, and then there's a time when the sky is not so bright. It's a time when activity seems to slow down in this day and night, so they call it no night in heaven, but light and less light, would go in seven-day lengths, so then you have the week. Bill observed something, something similar. Then the light faded somewhat. It wasn't dark, just not as light as it had been. The area where... I was standing became quiet and still. If this is true, that heaven has its own kind of days, I guess it gives context to how heaven's trees could bear fruit each month. Revelation 22. Thank you for joining me. I wish everyone a blessed and happy week, and I will see you next time.